Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk a, lot of, a little college football coming up here momentarily. Weber State football. As uh, boy, what a program that Coach Hill has built uh, up there in Ogden, Gordon. And you know those programs are pretty cool. I mean, when you see what how they go about their business and the level they play at, uh, I mean, it's one of, one of the best programs in the country. There's just that's just that's what he's built. Well, let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. It's no mystery. Utah has an extreme drought. That is why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation smartly. Find out more at smartrain.net. He is the head football coach at Weber State. He's Coach Jay Hill with us here on The Big Show. Coach, how are you? What's up, guys? How are you? Hey, we're great. We're getting excited for college football, Coach. It's kind of that, that time of year where we, uh, where we start getting ready, man. I can only imagine uh, what it's like for a head coach. Well, it's been since, what, March of 2020 (laughs) since anything's been normal. So I think everybody's ready for at least what we hope will be a normal football season. So how long does it take football players or how long does it take football coaches (laughs) to make that kind of turnaround? I mean, it seems like, I don't know, is is everybody uh, able to do it? Well, we are. You know, we we got done playing in May or I guess the end of April, and it, it's possible to flip that around. We'd have been finishing spring ball about the same time. The players need about a month just to get the heck away from the coaches and the program and school and all that stuff, and, and then you really need about two months to get them back in shape ready to play. But if you have that time frame, they should be ready to go, and we should be able to keep them healthy uh, with that much time. So, Coach, uh, Austin and I were talking about uh, having the opportunity to, to chat with you before the show today. We were just talking about uh, your career and what you've built there in, in Ogden. And I guess I, I want to ask a question this way. What, what, do you, what do you like about your job? What, what uh, you know, uh, I guess, uh, what makes you happy about being Weber State's head football coach? 
Well, it's a very high level of college football. Um, that was actually something that surprised me. When I came from the University of Utah to Weber State, there's really good players, recruiting still battle. Uh, you show up every Sunday or every Saturday, and once the ball's kicked off, then, I mean, it's it's college football. So, And I love that about it. It's college football. Uh, I like the recruiting battles. I love the city we live in. Uh, we got a great community that supports us, and uh, it's been good for my kids and where we raise them. Uh, I mean, there's just so many positives about what we have going here at Weber, Weber State. We got a, a administration that's very supportive to what we need to have to be successful. So, uh, really, there's a lot of pieces in place for us to be good. So. So here's a question that I've asked you before, but I want to see your answer now. How in the world have you made this program what it is? Well, great players, first and foremost. Uh, right when we got the job, we, we went and hit the recruiting trail very hard. And we those first couple of years, we were signing 35 players. And just a complete roster overhaul in those first couple of years. So I would say first and foremost that we've had a lot of great coaches. I think I've had 11 uh, coaches move on to, you know, that next level, that uh, power five level or BYU in that, in that realm. Um, so we've had a lot of great assistant coaches come through here that have helped a lot. It's a great place to recruit to. So that helps. Uh, and then, like I said, administration's really backed it with our new facility and the way we travel and the gear we give the players and the things that they've done to, help grow the program. Those things have all been critical and just each year trying to get a little bit better. So this is a two-part question, Coach, with the, um, I guess, freeze in eligibility or the extra year because of uh, because of the pandemic. How similar is this year's squad going to be to the one we saw in April? And how difficult has it been to negotiate that with recruiting in the pipeline of guys coming in as opposed to guys who were supposed to be going out but are staying in? Well, our, it, our team has not changed hardly at all. And managing the roster has been one of the hardest things we've had to do because we already had a freshman class signed um, that was joining us. This would have been in 2020 fall. And now you got another one that we just signed again because we couldn't pass on some of the players that were still available to us. And so we added them. But then you're bringing back all your seniors and so managing the finances of it and the roster limitations and all the other things that we have to do has been a nightmare. And now you got to deal with people saying, well, this was supposed to be my year, and so I still have that senior ahead of me that was supposed to be gone, so I'm going to enter the transfer portal. Or those are some of the things that come up that we're all trying to manage. Now, knock on wood, that's not happened to us very often. But, I mean, we're all managing the transfer portal, the name, likeness, and the image, the things that are going on in college football right now on top of the roster issues that COVID has brought about. So I'm a star high school athlete. I mean, I'm, I'm really, really a great player. And Jake is my, my mom. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that would be an ugly mom. So you come into our house and you're going to sell me on Weber State uh, and, and, and you really want me. I mean, you want me bad. What well, what do you say? What, what, how do you couch that? Well, in my opinion, the, the things that you can sell are the university and the degrees offered. 
at the university. You can sell the scholarship, which for the most part is pretty similar from one school to the next. You can sell the program, and that's that's A to Z football. That's your facilities, the coaches, the league you play in, all those things. Then you can sell the city. On top of that, people are out there trying to make it sound like they're going to get these huge name likeness and image deals and stuff like that. I, I just don't believe that's going to be the way of recruiting. Some people will be able to get away with it, but I don't think that that's going to be a big deal because if you look across the NFL – how many of those big NFL stars truly have the great big huge endorsement deals and contracts and all that stuff? It's just not that many of them. So I still believe the way you're going to sell a program is the way we've sold it for the last 25 years in recruiting. It's the institution, the school, the degrees, and then the football program. And I just don't see that changing a lot. Coach Jay Hill with us here on 97.5 and, and 1280 The Zone. Um, I, maybe you answered this uh, just there in, in that answer, but maybe I could get a, a broader or ask the question a little bit more broadly. But name, image, and likeness, do you think that that will uh, have a positive impact overall in college sports? Or, or is it like you just said, and maybe it will have no impact at all or, or you won't see a whole lot change? What's kind of your broad well, take I on know, it? I think it's going to be positive. I want our players, if, if they can market themselves and get – more money in their pocket, they should be able to do that. And and we are pushing our players to be able to do that. If they want to go run a camp and use their name to run the camp and get, you know, 100 little kids to come to camp and make some money on it, they should be able to do that. That's no different than anybody else running a business and trying to be successful on their brand versus somebody else's. Um, I, I just – I don't see a whole slew of the million-dollar deals out there going to that many people now some of them are going to get them but i i just don't i don't sense it i don't see it and i could be wrong um i i don't see it changing and and where it, where it's going to be weird is if you are at an alabama and you're recruiting a five-star quarterback that could go anywhere in the country and then you bring him in with some kind of big endorsement deal that he's supposed to sign well, what about your other guy that's already starting that doesn't have one there's going to be some major roster and player issues to deal with if that's coming through the institutions. Now, if it's coming from outside sources and the the coaches and administrators are left out of it, then I don't see it being a big deal. Um, but there's going to be some feeling out process over the next couple of years on exactly what people can and can't do and what is helpful and what's not. Um, so we're excited as anybody to see how this is really going to fall into place. Jay, in your mind's eye, how important is it to win a national championship? Man, your program has been so good, and you probably won it bad. But, I mean, where is it on your priority list? Hi. That, that's something I want because we're not far from it. I mean, two, two years ago we were the number two seed going into the playoffs. We, we've been a top six team each of the last three years. Um, it's we're, we're right there banging on the door. We had another good team this year. Had we stayed healthy, we had a championship contender team this spring. But uh, we're obviously not there yet, and so we got to continue to scour for and look for ways that we can get better because we obviously are not there yet. But it is a priority and it's something that I want, obviously, for the players and the program. Is it an infusion of talent you need, or is it uh, a coaching strategy, or what? I think it's a little bit of both, and and I'm I'm looking through all 
avenues. I'm looking at what I got to do better as a coach. Can I use my time or my abilities better? Uh, can I rearrange the coaching staff? Is there schematic things that we need to be looking at? Because, uh, like I say, we're not far off. It's not like we need a drastic overhaul. Uh, we do need to get a little better talent in certain areas. And as we showed in the spring, uh, when we got beat up on the offensive line, that hurt us. And and it does hurt you if you don't have depth in certain spots. And especially the way we play the the playoffs, you might have to win five playoff games to win a national championship. You better be deep late in the year. And that's where – you know, we, we've struggled a little bit against maybe some James Madisons or North Dakota State or those kind of teams that just seem to have a little better depth than us. Coach, what's the league look like this year? Uh, Big Sky going to be difficult as usual? As usual, yeah. Montana's going to be good. Montana State will be good. UC Davis, even, uh, uh, Northern Arizona's good. Uh, and I'm leaving out five or six teams that could beat anybody in the league. It's just it's one of those bloodbath leagues where you better show up each week because anybody could get you. Uh, and they prove that every year. There's always someone picked to finish towards the bottom that is always at the top. So the league will be good again, I promise. Is there a particular uh, t- team that is uh, your fiercest rival? Well, there for a while, I'd say Southern Utah was becoming a very good rivalry. Uh, they kicked our butts a couple times when I first got up here. We've had the upper hand the last couple years, and those games have just been, you know, just battles. So I would say that they are, but I don't sense that that's going to continue where they're switching leagues. Uh, Montana's a big, huge rivalry and always has been in basketball. Uh, and with us being much better in football the last five or six years, that rivalry's starting to take off. So I would probably say those two. Coach, what's it like playing against Utah? You spent so many years there. Uh, characterize kind of your, your feelings about those games. Well, we did it in 2018, and it was a special deal, you know, going back in that stadium after, after having coached there for 13 years and played there. Uh, and now I've got more players on my staff that played there with Gabe Long and Joe Dell and Robert Conley. So is that a special game for us? Absolutely. Going back into that stadium and playing and the players know what a big deal it is for us. Uh, but, you know, like I say, once the ball's kicked off, it's college football. And you just hope to go out there and play your best. Okay, so here's a weird question for you. But does Damian Lillard's success in the NBA, such a great player, positively affect your football program? Absolutely. And not just a little bit. Because you you can sell that dream. You can sell that. Look at Damian Lillard. He came to Weber State, ended up being the sixth overall pick in the NBA draft, and now one of the best players in the NBA. And you can sell that. Steph Curry is another one that we use an example of. I mean, he goes to Davidson, and look what he's doing now. We use that story all the time. It doesn't matter what's on the front of your jersey. What matters is what's on the back of the jersey and how you develop in your four years in college and what you become. Coach Jay Hill is uh, here with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, head coach at Weber State. Can you, uh, you know, Gordon talked to you about the big one, of course, winning a a national title, and you have been so close, but can you lay out a couple of goals or uh, things you want to see out of your team this year? Well, the number one goal is always going to be to win the Big Sky Championship. So, you know, if we can do that, that would be the fifth in a row. And 
nobody's done that since mid-2000s in this league. Uh, so that's that's a huge goal of ours. Uh, to be James Madison on our home opener is a big goal. We always have the goal to beat Idaho State and Southern Utah just because they're our closest competition in recruiting and on the field. So uh, those are some of the big ones. And then obviously the national championship is, is something that we talk about and want, but it's a process. You don't just arrive there, um, but – that that's something that is important to us that we play on that level. Anybody cheating at the FCS level? <laughs> There's cheaters at the friggin' ten year old level. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I, I, there, there's always cheaters, right? Go to go play ward ball, and you'll find <laughs> cheaters. <laughs> I hope that wasn't offensive to anybody, but uh, just there, there, there's always cheaters, and there's people trying to get one step over it. Like I just said, we're trying to do everything possible to get our program better, and we're looking at everything we can do. Um, and there's always people that are going to push that limit as to what they're willing to do to get better. Let me uh, let me ask you one other question, and it piggybacks off what Jake asked you at the beginning of this, and it's this, Jay. What what do you love most about your job? What what, what makes you what feels good about it? Well, I missed the game. The The year I was out of it between playing and coaching, I, I missed the game. I missed the atmosphere of game day and everything that represented. So the best part about our job is absolutely game day, coming out, the excitement of the crowd, the, the back and forth, the scheming of the opponent, all that stuff I love. Uh, but nothing, nothing beats watching young men grow. And, and taking them from when, what they are when they grow up, when they show up as freshmen and seeing what they become once they have their degrees and they're graduating and they played successful college careers and just watching them develop and grow and become successful citizens and all that stuff is by far and away the most rewarding thing we do. And there's nothing, I, in my opinion, that rivals it. I lied. I got one more for you. Okay. Um, when you. When you look at high school athletes – and you know a lot of them want to play college football. I don't, you know, whether it's at Weber State or it's Alabama. I, I don't know wherever. What would be your advice to uh, those kids who, you know, they, I don't know, at, at whatever level they're at, uh, they may grow to be six six three twenty, or they maybe they're a borderline player. What advice do you give those youngins? Well, find a good fit, right? Find a find a school that you like. Uh, that, that you're going to go in there and fit in and actually have a chance to get on the field. Because college football is fun when you're playing in games. But if all you're doing is getting your head kicked in every day on scout team and you do that for four years, then will you get tougher? Yeah. Could you become successful? Yeah. But the actual experience of playing in games and stuff you're missing. So, so that would be my biggest advice is find a school where the fit is right, where the coaches are going to treat you the way you're supposed to be treated as a human and um, if if they do, then they got a chance to have a pretty special experience, in my opinion. And, and that could be Division three, NAIA, uh, you know, the FCS level like we are, or, or all the way up to the University of Utah and the Power Five stuff. But find something that fits you and what you want out of college. 
You know, Jay, I think you should use that line. Jake, you, you memorized this better than I do. The the line, of, I think it was Mike Leach who, who told uh, the quarterback who was thinking about going to Alabama and he was trying to talk oh, him into oh, it Washington was, uh, State. It, it was Gardner Minshew. Oh, said you can, he said you can go be third string at Alabama or you can come to Washington State and lead the country in passing. So there you go, Jay. You can you can use that line, I think, for someone who who might not uh, who thinks he might be headed to uh, some big name college somewhere, but he can come to Weber State and uh, put up all kinds of numbers. And I, I suppose you do tell your players this. You make it obvious, uh, make it all plain and clear to them that if they want to play pro football one day, they can get there from Ogden. Oh, we we can. I mean, we saw Taron Johnson in the NFC playoffs last year make one of the biggest plays in the NFL playoffs last year, and he came out of Weber State two years ago. If you're good enough, they'll find you. That's the reality. If you're good enough, they'll find you, and we feel like we do a great job developing talent that comes here. And We've had an NFL guy each of the last five or six years at least one that's made it. And so, I mean, it's just if you're good enough, they'll find you. That's reality. Well, Coach, thank you for coming on with us. We really appreciate it, and we're excited to see your team coming up this fall. Good luck. All right, guys. Always good to be with you. Back at you, Coach. Thank you. Coach Jay Hill, head football coach at Weber State. I can hear Jay saying that to some hotshot kid, right? Yeah. <laughs> I I didn't ask the question right at the beginning, and maybe I, I'm glad you followed up. Maybe you, you asked kind of him to further it a little bit more articulately. But the success he's had at Weber State, I would think, would have great appeal to other universities. You know, yeah. whatever level you want to talk about. Somebody uh, who came in, remember the program he took over from Jody Sears was zero. Yeah. Like, not only not winning a game, but losing by 60 points every week. And he's built it into a mainstay at the top of the FBS rankings year in and year out. And and I would think that that would be very appealing to other universities, regardless of the level. But I bet there is something to Weber, Ogden, the school, the, the city, the program, that he is happy. And, you know, Gordon, when you're happy in life, you know, if you're going to take another opportunity, you're going to be choosy about it. And I, I admire that in a way that you, you find something that's about more than pure ambition. And when you say that, you, it sounds like you're downgrading Weber State, which I don't mean to. Mm-hmm. But Coach is such a, a successful but well-adjusted person who is obviously comfortable with what he's doing and where he's doing. Thriving. It. Yes, yeah. very yeah. much. Yeah, I, I, I think that would be extremely rewarding. Right. And it just seems like in this culture – in our society, that everybody thinks bigger is better. Right. You know, I'm going to climb the ladder. I'm going to make it to whatever level. Well, you can you can be really fulfilled coaching right where he is. And I don't know what Jay's goals are as far as whether he wants to one day coach somewhere else or what. But uh, it seems like he's doing a fine job right where he is. Yeah. And I imagine that is rewarding. Well, you could hear it in his voice when when we asked him about that national championship. He wants that in a big way, and they have they've been pretty close. So we'll see where it goes from here. I I never went to Weber State, but it seems like a a really fine place to me. Whenever I've been up there, I I look around, and I say, hey, this is all right. Well, one, I have had the opinion for a long time that Ogden is way underrated. Uh, Weaver State's campus in particular is beautiful. They've invested in the facilities, but uh, Jay has proven that he has a formula uh, and what he does coaching really agrees with where he's coaching at. And um, you heard what he said about his family and the community and those things, and and those obviously matter to him, and he factors that into 
you know, being fulfilled in life. And I admire that. Like I said, he has to be an attractive candidate. I would some think so. Bigger but, but, see, but does he want to? What is he? I, I think he my advice to him. <laughs> I know he's not listening to me, but would be to be really choosy about that kind of thing because he's got a good thing going. And Randy Ray's done something similar in basketball, too. Yeah. So, I mean. I thought that was interesting also what he said, Jake, about the influence of Damian Lillard. Oh, yeah. I mean, probably every football player in America knows who Damian Lillard is, and he played at Weber. Hey, that's not bad. That's not bad. And he probably has donated a lot, hasn't he, up there? He couldn't have. Well, he could have not donated a dollar, Damian Lillard. And still been worth more to that university yeah. than maybe any other graduate. And I really like the story about why he went there. Weber was on him early when nobody else believed in him, and or very few. And he stayed loyal to them. And I, I'll never forget, and I've told you this before, Jake, when Randy Ray told me that Damian Lillard not only was by far the most talented player he ever coached, he was the hardest worker. That's the kind of guy you want associated with your school, I'd say. Yeah. Stay tuned. We'll get to more coming up right around the corner. We want to remind you about our friends at Syringa Networks. If you're working from home or with a hybrid workforce, get a powerful IT partner. Syringa Networks. Call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. Big thanks to Coach Hill for jumping on the show today. We'll have that up uh, in podcast form as well if you want. Uh, if you only caught a piece of it want to hear the whole thing. More straight ahead on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.